Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Welcome to episode 27 of Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm Jeff West. I'm your host. Been teaching for 27 years, mostly always in the high school band area, but I love tech. I'm a big enthusiast. And today's episode title, Edutopia. Do you know what this is? If you're not a reader and you would prefer to listen, then this is the podcast for you. If you search the internet, or find any article or information about education, you will come across Edutopia. The George Lucas Educational Foundation founded the site in 1991 with the focus on creating the opportunity for all students to acquire and effectively apply knowledge, as stated in their website. I'm going to read a couple of short articles and add my two cents in there. So settle back and enjoy. If you've done any um, research on education online, you have probably come across Edutopia website. It has incredible, incredible articles and research results for just about any subject, but they have uh, bloggers who are um, excellent researchers and writers. And so today, I would like to take some time and read a couple of articles to you, updating, um, you know, kind of where I'm at with some of this, and maybe probing into what you think. The first article is entitled, Technology Integration Research Review by Vanessa Vega, written on February 5th, 2013, but was updated December 1st, 2015. Technology integration can be one of the most challenging topics to find quality research on. The term itself is a broad umbrella for numerous practices that may have little in common with each other. In addition, technology tools change rapidly and outcomes can vary depending on implementation. Edutopia's Tech Integration Review explores some of the vast body of research out there and helps you navigate useful results. In this series of five articles, learn about three key elements of successful technology integration, discover some of the possible learning outcomes, get our recommendations on specific practices and programs by academic subject, and promising tools for additional topics. You can also find tips for avoiding pitfalls when adopting new technologies and dig into a comprehensive annotated bibliography with links to all the studies and reports cited in these pages. 
Now, I want to tell you, before I continue reading, that all those topics that I just listed all have links. So I'm linking this article in the show notes. So um, I'm not going to go and read all of those to you. Uh, I'm sure you thank me right now. You're welcome. But um, I, if you are looking at how to integrate some tech or some best approaches, um, I don't think there are many sources out there. I don't think you're going to find any better than here with Edutopia. So continue the article. What is successful technology integration? A key transition over the history of information technology has been in the shift from passive audience to active users. Digital technology permits users unprecedented control over the content they consume in the place in and pace at which they consume it. At the heart of effective technology integration practices, digital technologies offer learners greater opportunities to be more actively involved in the learning experience. And they go on to say or read our article about successful technology integration for more ideas. Moving on, learning outcomes. According to findings called from five meta-analysis, blending technology with face-to-face teacher time generally produces better outcomes than face-to-face or online learning alone. And they cite Chun and Slavin 2011, Chun and Slavin 12, uh, Tamin Bernard Borokovsky, Abrami, Abrami, excuse me, and Schmid, 2011, means with several other authors at all, 2009 and 2013. So you could check out all of those sources as well. Continuing in the article, an analysis of effective technology use for at-risk students found that simply replacing teachers with computer-based instruction typically yields no learning benefits. Rather, blending technology with teachers to support interactive learning, exploration, and creation, instead of quote-unquote drill and kill techniques, leads to higher engagement and learning gains. Darling and Hammond Zelazinski and Goldman, 2014, cited. However, there is currently limited rigorous research on the specific features of technology integration that improve learning, Meanwhile, the marketplace of learning technologies continues to grow and vary widely in terms of content, quality, implementation, and context of use. One thing that has emerged from the research to date is that simply adding technology to K-12 environments does not necessarily improve learning. Rather, what matters most is how students and teachers use technology to develop knowledge and skills. Successful technology integration for learning generally goes hand-in-hand with with changes in teacher training, curricula, and assessment practices. Citing Zucker and Light, Bebel and O'Dwyer, Innovative Teaching and Learning Research, all within 2009 through 2011. Edutopia's review of the literature also finds that successful technology integration generally involves three key principles, and they are students play students playing an active role in their learning and receiving frequent personalized feedback, students critically analyzing and actively creating media messages, and teachers connecting classroom activities to the world outside the classroom. And it closes in saying in the next session, section, we look at 
research on technology integration practices that improve K-12 learning will and will highlight specific tools. So you may want to check out, you may want to click on the link to this article and check those things out. There are one, two, three, four other articles here in the table of contents. I highlight this article primarily to point out the couple of points that they made that um, I think many of us are aware of, but it's often difficult to achieve with all the other requirements placed or um, other leaders that have other ideas about things. And those are the three that they mentioned, that students playing an active role and critically analyzing and teachers connecting classroom activities to the world outside. We try for all those three things, but they can be limited by connectivity or device access. Lastly, I wanted to just kind of make the point that successful technology integration for learning generally goes hand in hand with changes in teacher training, curricula, and assessment practices. That's all great, but who's going to keep track of that? Who follows up on that? That's a lot of following up. There's a lot going on there. Obviously, it falls to the teacher who is already keeping track of several other things. So I think we need to be mindful of that statement, but we also need to be mindful of what we can do and just kind of get, see if we can figure out a way to put this all in the same vision. It really puts a lot of pressure, I think, on leadership to be constantly leading and constantly asking their followers, how's it going? What needs to be done? What can I do to help you do better? And that's a difficult question sometimes. If you think about all the outside community input that leaders have to balance. But I think using something like the research that Edutopia has pulled together here for us or going to any other sources, this... Uh, article by Vanessa Vega is uh, fabulous. I found myself going back to it several times when I was getting my master's, and I hope that you enjoyed my quick reading of it. I think you should take some time and check it out. The second article from Edutopia is written by Gina DeTulio, Helping Students Develop Executive Function Skills. Simple classroom strategies can assist students with deficits in executive function skills like time management and active listening. The article begins, executive function is an umbrella term in neuroscience to describe the neurological processes involving mental control and self-regulation. Executive functions control and regulate cognitive and social behaviors like controlling impulses, paying attention, remembering information, planning, and organizing time and materials, and responding appropriately to social situations and stressful situations. Experts believe executive function is regulated by the frontal lobe of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, because humans are born with brains that are not fully developed. Children are not born with these skills, but they have the potential to develop them. Some students do not develop executive functions to the same degree as their peers, for these students with deficits, additional support in the classroom may improve their development of executive function. Offering teaching support. Addressing a deficit requires understanding the type of deficiency the student faces. If a student lacks knowledge, he or she does not know what to do or how to do a task. For example, if students lack the ability to regulate their impulses, 
to speak while others are talking. The behaviors of active listening should be explicitly taught by identifying examples of active listening. Educators might also create a chart with what it looks and sounds like when students are engaging in active listening. A student may know what to do to complete a task, but may have trouble knowing when and how to apply the appropriate skills. For a student with this type of deficit, the teacher may confirm that he or she has all the required materials to complete a task. The teacher could provide a checklist with the necessary materials. For older students, the teacher could ask the students to generate the list and then gather the appropriate materials. Metacognition section. Another strategy of addressing for addressing deficits in executive function is using metacognitive language. For example, with a younger student, articulating the challenge could be useful. Quote, I see that you are missing a pencil. You will need a pencil to complete the assignment. Where could you find one in the classroom? Display the steps or questions that students could ask themselves in the classroom is also helpful to promote independence with the skill. Students can repeat directions to a partner and then have a volunteer repeat the directions for the whole class. This process takes less than a minute, but allows additional time for auditory processing and repetition for any students who may need it. In time management, posting schedules can be useful to, can be a useful tool in developing time management skills. A, a classroom schedule outlines the entire day and prepares students for what's coming next. An activity schedule breaks down a block of time into smaller chunks and outlines how much how each period will be used and in what order activities will be presented. These schedules are commonly placed in spots where every student can refer to them during the day. Long-term assignments can be particularly challenging for students with deficits in executive function. One way to address this issue is by directly teaching students how to map out larger projects and break them down into smaller, more manageable pieces. Use a calendar. Use a calendar to determine when each smaller assignment will need to be finished and place the smaller benchmark goals on the calendar. Review before learning, excuse me, review before new learning begins. Provide opportunities for students to review previous learning. This may, this review may be a quick oral presentation or teachers can pair students and have them share what they remember from the previous day. A review might also take the form of a mind map or concept map created in small groups. Concept maps are useful grasp graphic organizers for note-taking, comparing, con contrasting, and writing. Graphic organizers can be particularly helpful for students with executive function deficits because organizing thoughts can be as difficult as organizing time and materials. Teacher interaction, teacher behavior, is also influential in supporting students who may have deficits in executive function. Teachers should check infrequently let me back up. Teachers should check in frequently with students who are known to have deficits and provide discrete support when needed. In addition, having a caring demeanor and using positive reinforcement with students with deficits can positively affect their school experience. So now our offering and environmental support. 
So environmental support means creating a space where children can thrive. Some easy ways to help students improve executive function include post a daily schedule, clear and consistent routines and procedures offer structure to students, provide visual supports such as posters with problem-solving concepts or routines and a color-coded schedules and folders, consider highlighting keywords and ideas in text, minimize clutter, and create clearly defined areas in your classroom. And in closing, potential for growth. Executive function takes time to fully develop, and it develops at different rates in different children. The prefrontal cortex of the human brain is constantly growing and changing in young children as well as adolescents. Because of the human brain's plasticity and enormous capacity for learning, it is possible to improve the executive functions of students with deficits through classroom strategies and support. <clears throat> okay, so there's a lot in there, right? That's the end of the article, by the way. There's a lot in there, but there's also a lot, as I'm reading through there going, okay, I've seen this, I know this, I do this, I've seen it done by other teachers. So one, one thing I like about Edutopia is not only does it give you new stuff, I think sometimes it's what we're always thinking about when we go searching as we're trying to find new things I don't know, things I'm not doing. But there's a lot of things you are doing. This gives validity to your practice. Maybe you're halfway there. Maybe you do that on most days. Okay, great, wonderful, that's fine. Now, maybe this article had something in it to help you go a little bit further or create some sort of consistent application or maybe a light bulb came on of, oh yeah, that's just like uh, the you know, student over there, little Johnny. I guess he always is the one that gets labeled as name for Johnny. As I read this article, the things that stuck out to me were the things that I am doing and the things that I do sometimes. And also the consideration of the development of the brain and how it can be different. So just keeping that in mind then is probably the biggest point that I take away consistently doing it. Be patient with your application, with your approach. Don't, don't expect a solution to the problem, but maybe an adaptation a management of a problem, a development of a way that in the long run will eventually make it better. Because several things like time management, that may never go away. I don't think it's gone away for me. I'm always challenged with time management. I'm much better at it now at age 54. 53, I'll be 54 in a week than I was at, say, 25 or through college. Oh, my. I'm much better now, but that never goes away. So I think that can be difficult as a teacher to accept that you never solve that problem because that's kind of what we're always into. We want to solve. We want to make it right. We want to make it so it doesn't happen at all. But I think we need to manage. I think we need to understand how to manage and what things would work. So probably some of the things in this article you're doing and you're on top, you're on top of. 
but I think you have to agree with me. The two articles here I've read, Edutopia is is spot on and has some outstanding resources for you. So I hope you've enjoyed the two articles and I hope that you'll take a minute and check out their website because it is fabulous. This episode's tech treat is about Anchor. Maybe your students or you could benefit from podcasting. Maybe create an audiobook of some court, court of sorts, some sort. I use Anchor for my podcast. That's what uh, I use to create and deliver. It's very easy to use and edit. You don't need any big microphone or any editing tools. You can just use your phone or a microphone on your device. I mean, you can plug them in. You can plug, get a microphone and plug it in. Of course, it's it's easy to do. It's up to you. You can create a podcast logo and insert show notes when you finish the episode. I would say take a look at Anchor. It's free, and it might be the tool you're looking for to increase student engagement and reading, creativity. They create a podcast. Maybe it's just an audio book or uh, maybe just a podcast of each student reading a particular section. Take a look at it. Anchor. Put a link in the show notes for you. Have a good week. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>